one moment that will really stick out in my mind was watching the first, I think it was the first or second draft of Autumn Mountain. I remember watching that video like late one night after getting out of a meeting somewhere, just suddenly being very taken by the gravity of everything that we were doing and by seeing everybody, see, seeing this, all the people on screen and I, I just started crying. <laughs> I, I just I just couldn't believe that it was actually happening and it was it was sort of that combination of it's actually happening i can't believe it and wow we really have our work out ahead of us because we have to do this we have to see this through that was doug perry from disco cactus and he's talking about line them up an enormous collaborative concert put on by the vgm community in honor of paper mario the origami king you're about to hear the inside scoop on how such a strange and magical thing came to be, so I highly recommend that you watch the video first. It's 40 minutes long and worth every second. After that, sit back, relax, and listen to the story unfold. Uh, hello, I'm Danny Music. I am the trombonist and one of the arrangers for the game Brass. On Line Them Up, I arranged the Toad Town intro, event battle, and picnic road themes. And most of what I do is arranging and playing trombone. I also played theremin and a little bit of auxiliary percussion on Line Them Up. Hi, my name is Doug Perry. Uh, I'm a percussionist. I play with Disco Cactus as well, and arrange for Disco Cactus as well. And for Line Them Up, I played a whole lot of percussion, vibes, marimba, um, other. And I also arranged um, Shy Guys, uh, uh, some some of the sections from Shy Guys Finish Last, and the uh, grand finale with uh, Laura and Thomas. Hello, I'm Eileen Snyder. Um, I mostly do a lot of big band arranging. Um, and on Line Them Up, I worked on the Red Streamer Battle Arrangement, and um, I also did parts of Shy Guys Finish Last, and you saw me in the credits playing Rhodes. I am Lauren Travia. I am a video game composer and uh, performer for soundtracks. I also play um, flute and iwi and sing with Disco Cactus, and for Line Them Up, I was the project director and arranger for Yellow Streamer and uh, contributed to the arrangement of the grand finale. And you heard me playing mostly flute and piccolo and a little bit of iwi. I'm Sam Bobinski, also known as Slam Bob. I'm a bassist and arranger. Um, I also play with Disco Cactus. And on Line Them Up, I arranged this segment's Velemental Battle and Legion of Stationary. I also played electric bass on Autumn Mountain and uh, Yellow Streamer. I'm Nabil Ansari. I am an indie game composer. I am a sample library developer, a 3D artist as a hobby, uh, and also a producer, a mixing engineer. Uh, on Line Them Up, I did... Oh boy. So I did <laughs> I did the, um, the Olivia intro animation, which uh, um, Laura and Ro Panagante helped me with. Uh, I also did the... Um, the Scorching Sandpaper piano performance. I also performed piano in the credits theme, and then I also mixed the entirety of the medley. Hi, my name is Ro Paniganti. I'm a progressive rock and metal uh, musician and producer for game remixes and originals. I contributed to line them up playing electric guitar, bass, sitar, voice, and arranged the final battle suite. And I video edited several of the sections with the Dream Team. And uh, I'm Thomas Kresge, uh, composer and orchestrator and uh, copyist. And um, uh, on this project, I did uh, arranging. I arranged the uh, Purple Streamer section and then uh, orchestrated the grand finale. And I guess a little bit on the final battle stuff. And uh, then also did video editing for a Purple Streamer section and Grand Finale. <laughs> and then the Picnic Road and a Scorching Sandpaper Desert sections were all 
I did the video editing on those. I'm Ben Wallace, also known as Dr. Threx. I am uh, the piano player and one of the arrangers in Disco Cactus. Um, on Line Them Up, I was one of the arrangers uh, for some of the stuff in, in addition to the big vocal section in the middle. And I played uh, fake timpani and guitar on Line Them Up. <laughs> So the, the idea came out of a couple of things. Um, Paper Mario, the Origami King came out last year and we were, you know, stuck in quarantine and lockdowns all year. And so we were uh, in my house with Sam and Doug. We were playing uh, Paper Mario on stream and we thought it was a super hilarious game. And the soundtrack was like utterly fantastic. And Disco Cactus um, had just collaborated with the Game Brass on one of the tracks for one of their albums. We did we performed on the Secret of Monkey Island track. So um, one day when the Red Streamer battle was just stuck in my head on loop for about eight hours, I thought, hey, wouldn't this be fun to arrange for Disco Cactus? And maybe we can collab back with the Game Brass and they can fill out the brass parts for, for this because it's so brass heavy. And from there, I realized like, oh, we need like a lot of extra people. Actually, we need like full big bands. Maybe we can get some more people. Man, wouldn't it be fun if we did all the battle themes? Then we can get even more people than that. What if we did all of the music from the soundtrack? <laughs> and at this point, this is, I think, uh, very indicative of your household. Nobody said, stop. <laughs> no. Like, oh, no. Uh, on yes. the contrary. I'm, I'm nodding. Continue. <laughs> uh, on the contrary, I, I uh, pitched this idea to Sam and Doug, and... Three hours later, it was 2 a.m., and we had written down the names of every single video game musician we could think of, like just a brain <laughs> dump for like, you know, hours. And um, then we uh, we talked to the rest of the band, and, and Disco Cactus was all about it. And then we reached out to the Game Brass, and from there, we built the idea out listening to the soundtrack and adding more arrangers to the team and stuff like that. And uh, but that that's where the idea came from. It was kind of like a, a weird little perfect storm in my head <laughs> of a lot of different ideas at once <laughs> yeah like just forget about full brass it's like let's also have a full string section mm -hmm. and a full choir yep. <laughs> and probably get a sitar in there and, and it was quite <laughs> so like it's okay i'm gonna get just you know very professional interview hat here this is you mm. know npr 60 minutes <laughs> i guess the question i really want to ask about this project is how <laughs> how <laughs> like half of my questions are just about the communication like to make all this synced up did you have like multiple people with spreadsheets and sending emails did what we have spreadsheets system? oh my yeah, you basically hit the nail on the head yeah that was <laughs> we had maybe too many spreadsheets <laughs> in, in retrospect of drive folder Oh my god, yeah, we should oh. like share a screenshot of it. <laughs> Bonus so content. It, in retrospect, some of the things that we were sort of like databasing to keep track of all the tracks we were receiving and stuff, um, we did end up using Airtable, which was Nabil's suggestion, which I, I had never used before, and I was like kind of I, I wasn't dubious about it. I was just wary of trying to learn some like a new program that I wasn't familiar with and I'm so mm -hmm. thankful that Nabil kept pushing me to try because it really helped us organize all of the tracks. So every time one of the arrangers would actually let me let me back up further. So basically, I was in charge of emailing like mass emails to all of their performers. Um, mm. We had at one point a recruitment team where we would each individually go out and reach out to musicians that we were, you know, maybe like, uh, for example, the game brass was, you know, very friendly with Grant Kirkhope. So they ended up reaching mm -hmm. out to him to invite mm -hmm. him to perform. But I was friendly with David Wise. So I ended up reaching out to him. Sam was friendly with Frank Laplacki. So so when it came to the our so-called superstars, we kind of mm -hmm. all, you know, divvied that out based on who knew who. But um, after that, the arrangers were all in charge of basically communicating and like uh, collecting all of the tracks from the musicians and submitting that to a, a big Dropbox folder that Nabil and I put together, um, which he did very cleverly by using code to like generate the folders based on the air <laughs> yeah. table. It was pretty, it was uh, <laughs> pretty wow. much saved our lives. <laughs> and so every time somebody like received a track and they would submit it to the Dropbox, they would fill out a thing on the air table um, saying like, here's the track, here's the person that recorded it. Here's the type of microphone setup oh. they used and stuff. And that was instrumental <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. to the <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <Stay organized. laughs> 
and then Doug just hangs up. Please, that's very funny. Uh, (laughs) I need to issue a quick correction with what you said. What you said that like people being friendly with certain composers. You said Sam was friendly with Frank Lepacki. You were friendly with Frank Lepacki. (laughs) I was a little. I was a little nervous, baby boy, going like, "Okay, you're your big fan. Could you please play on my arrangement?" (laughs) It worked, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. It was great. It was funny because Frank was like, not to, not to get too sidetracked, but Frank like right wrote back and said, "Oh, this sounds you know interesting. Can you tell me more about it?" And Sam was like, "Here's you know here's what we were thinking. We were thinking maybe a, a solo at this section. It's in this key. You know, yeah. let me know if you have any questions." And like twelve hours later, Frank was like, "Okay, here it is." Yeah, he did the video and everything, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like basically overnight. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's cool because I'm used to seeing like, you know, Mr. Kurt Cope appear in all sorts of silliness and video game remixes and stuff. But um, even Dave Weiss to an extent, but I don't see Frank getting around a lot like that's that's pretty neat. Maybe I'm just not looking in the right places. <laughs> You know, he's he's just, like, super busy. He's an incredibly prolific composer. Like, he's written soundtracks for lots and lots of games. And, yeah. um, but we, we saw him, he performs a lot, I think. We saw him perform at, uh, Magfest a few years ago with Tiberian Sons, oh. and that is how we got the time. Oh, no, actually, sorry. Doug was friendly with one of the members of Tiberian Sons, so we were yeah. able to, to rope them <laughs> in as well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so I think he's just, you know, kind of puts his head down and keeps busy with lots and lots of work. But I met him briefly at a VGL show one year, and he's just, like, one of the nicest people and a killer player live. Like, yeah. just absolutely stellar so One it was neat parts, i agree with you yeah. it's really neat to see him play on like a, a community event like this totally yeah you can say that about basically any of the yeah too, <laughs> it's you know? true yeah just like reaching out it, to and any of them and, and being like so we have this idea and some of them just being like yeah absolutely put me on that you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. and like <laughs> starting an email with like hi um mrs mclean i don't know if you remember <laughs> me i sang on a concert with you <laughs> uh uh, okay so nabil you've been brought up uh in the recent past um tell me a little bit about um well i don't want to get too into the weeds with the the organizational stuff as interesting as i personally find that but maybe maybe tell us about um the animation side of it because that was kind of mind-blowing Oh, sure. So that that was actually a very last minute addition. So basically, um, oh, really? yeah, it was it was it was like a, in the last two weeks, I think I had the idea and it wasn't really like directly having the idea. I just started playing around with stuff in my software and then I came up with it. Um, so basically, uh, you know, Olivia is a is a central character in the Origami King. She's like Mario's partner who like goes around with the adventures. And because Mario mm-hmm. doesn't talk, she kind of fills the role of like the person who's talking all the time and interpreting all the events so uh i thought it was weird to do a medley of paper mario the origami king without any reference being made to olivia because Mm -hmm. even though it's a it's like a it's a mario game so we can make all these references to mario it's still like she's pretty central part of it so i um i took to blender and i started recreating the um i looked at the the origami concept art of olivia and i basically just recreated her um and mm-hmm. it was first in her original outfit like the yellow outfit that she's in mm-hmm. like the yellow coat and the the yellow hat um but then i was like wait if i'm designing this from scratch i can just make it whatever i want so then i like yeah. put a little bow tie on her and gave her like a tuxedo and i was like wait a minute why don't we make her like the mc <laughs> so then so then I, I i posted like like 10 or 20 different screenshots of like different colors for her outfit uh, there was like uh, it was like white, black, red. There was all kinds of stuff. Um, and then uh, we asked Laura to write like a little script for her, like what she's gonna say. Yeah. And Laura did a great job with this. It's like really in character. Oh, so um, convincing. Yeah, it was it was Thanks. great. Um, and so basically, uh, I sat down with Roe and we sort of like time stamped all the lines in the dialogue. And uh, I, I took I sat down one night in Blender and I just basically made a little like action animation for every line of dialogue, what was going to happen. And meanwhile, Ro was setting up his his um, his After Effects file to do like the scrolling dialogue that looked like the text boxes from the games, mm-hmm. um, which was it, it looked perfect. Like you can't you can't really tell the difference at all. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And so we sort of worked in tandem and by like the next night we had it all like composited into a scene. Um, and that was really fun. And it was, it was nice for me because like, I've been sort of like a hobbyist 3d artist for like a few months now, but I've never like Mm -hmm. used my skills on anything like to like put out to the public. So it was nice to, to use my skills and as part of line them up, uh, in addition to the mixing stuff I was doing, cause, uh, everyone was pulling a lot of weight and I wanted to try and utilize all the things I could do to help out where I could. That didn't feel like a few months of, of practice. <laughs> that was, that felt like a professional thing. That, well, that it was, was like, awesome. I, I, get, I think I started 3D modeling and animation in like August, late August of 2020. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so video for anyone who did video editing, um, what what did that timeline look like? <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so I mean, within our it presence, like we that. got Thomas and me, right? <laughs> mm. um, how, how did you even manage this Behemoth project? It's sort of I, I've been getting into video um, well, there, editing there were for the past three of us few total. Months. So Robbie, who's mm-hmm. not here, yes. also edited you know oh, a okay. good portion of the videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's at least one more person, but I don't know. We just Mm-hmm. Think, like when did we start actually working on that? Probably so, at the beginning. Or the, it was only the, like a February. month and a half out, I think, five mm-hmm. or six weeks. Retros, like and it's important you bring up Robbie because uh, I think if I have it correct, uh, uh, Robbie was originally going to be like the sole editor um, as someone who had been Ooh. editing, um, you know, the band oh, Game yeah. Brasses excellent music videos so much so like the the project scope and like idea changed so much and once i had joined in and robbie was like uh yeah i'll be editing it and i realized this is a 20 minute medley which is how it was at the time originally it was a 20 minute medley yes i was like you know robbie but like we we worked uh when we did our our own collaboration together that was the first time um we both kind of had this like really fun mutual respect and enjoyment of like wacky video effects and things to kind of like pull from the games and make it fun. So I thought maybe like I could lend a hand and edit too. And mm-hmm. uh, by the time this thing became the gargantuan monstrosity that it is, <laughs> it was like, okay, we have some of the people's videos, some of the mixes, maybe like the rough sketches of the, some of the sections together. So mm. we were putting placeholders like uh, for some of the people that were in the video, but they hadn't sent it in. I would just like find a picture of them and like <laughs> we put them in the corners. Um, I mean, and what, then, what, yeah, what, I mean, look, what helps us, too, is that um, I mean, we so we've all had been editing some videos before, but we had like mm. templates from Game Brass videos that at least Robbie and I used as like a base for this. Mm. So there's still something to start with. And oh, yeah. like Ro knew what he was doing in order to pull everything together for a, like the f- whole final video, which is so at least with a lot of us on board, there's enough people to fill in the gaps in knowledge. And like near the last couple weeks, other people were like looking at the videos to sort of uh, proofread them, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> or to even just suggest shot ideas um, since half the battle is just coming up with a way to make it look interesting. <laughs> That I is know. actually one of the, like, Laura, you're, you're, we had the spreadsheets that were, um, basically like it, that's the answer to how we had so many people who could fill in those gaps. Like you said, Thomas, um, people to check over. Cause I, when I edit a video, I don't want to look at it for like the next three hours. <laughs> I just want to go watch <laughs> Netflix and cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then there's a lot of like iterations on it, at least three or four or more versions on anything so yeah and the 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 nameplate labels and the last thing that helped us was having jeff do some graphic designing oh yeah our um my uh my dear friend jeff fugelstein who's uh not here tonight um he jumped in like very last minute to help us pull together um a bunch of artwork for this including the the animations of the names when somebody would take a solo and it would say like eli's oh. turn or david's turn and he also yeah. put together the um name labels which were it was something that we hadn't necessarily like given a ton of thought to like at the beginning of the project but as we got towards the end of like the video editing process we were discussing how you know on these big mega collab videos nobody 
like reads the credits generally if you put it on like a website or something like that. So we mm -hmm. wanted to credit everybody throughout the video so that they had their moment of the spotlight, you know, even if it was just for one yeah. second or two seconds yeah, that their that. names popped up. And that ended up being like we, we got really great positive response from that. It meant a lot to the musicians. Like we, we got just really great comments and it was really validating to know that they felt validated, you know, just by that that small gesture. That, I mean small. It took us a while to put those in. Yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but it was really worth it. It really made them feel special. Yeah, there's something special about like real time acknowledgement. Like you're still in the middle of the thing having a great time and then you see their name pop up, or you see your friend's name pop up, and it's like, Oh, that's or in my case, exactly. I see a name pop up that I know, but I didn't actually know what they looked like. Yeah, until that's I saw the, the other thing. Is, right. We, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going. I was going to say that um, right after the video premiered, a lot of the people who were musicians that were involved had changed their profile pictures on Facebook and Twitter and other social media to themselves with their nameplate on, and that was <laughs> yeah. extremely special to see. And like. As we, were, as we were saying earlier, we wanted to make sure that all the musicians got their proper credit that they deserved. But then another major part of this was, like, I personally went through and looked up each of the musicians who were performing and then wanted to see what else do they do on their channels? What else do they, mm -hmm. what other projects are they involved with? And I think that this video ended up getting a lot of exposure for all the musicians in that way. That's awesome. Totally. Like we saw we started seeing like musicians who had as as far as we know had never collaborated before and now we're seeing, you know, videos pop up on various YouTube channels where it's like, "Oh, that's so and so from the video. I guess they connected, you know, and, and so on and so forth." Yeah, that's wonderful. This is like in in the absence <laughs> of being able to go to conventions and and stuff. I this is one of the closest feelings I've gotten to that collaborative mm -hmm. joyful energy. That's what we were going for. <laughs> well, you did it. Darn it. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Stephen says we did it. <laughs> so we made it this far. We haven't actually talked much about the arrangement itself. So let us move to uh, that, that part of the project. Um, uh, I still just am. My question is still just how, so I don't know if you guys can define it a little better. We we um, actually can. We we had a pretty like clear. At least we had clear directives in mind, even if we didn't uh, necessarily follow them. So when we <laughs> when we first were, it was just Disco Cactus and the Game Brass meeting at first, and we would meet like once a week and just listen through parts of the soundtrack. I went through before those meetings, I went through the whole thing. It is seven and a half hours of music. And I, I removed like from the list of potentials things that were like, you know, loops or stingers that weren't mm -hmm. particularly interesting mm -hmm. and kind of color coded. Like, I don't think these themes are very important versus like, I think these themes are super prominent and you hear them throughout the game. And we yeah. cobbled together a list of like the things that we liked and then from there we we called them a uh, nucleus nuclei um mm -hmm. we would put themes together that seemed to go together um on mm -hmm. a spreadsheet and it ended up sort of like, like mostly lining up with the areas of the game there was the red streamer area and most of those themes went together there was mm -hmm. the you know uh yellow streamer area those themes went together but there were some that like just worked really well that weren't from the same area like we took um Shy Guys finished last from the green streamer area and paired that with stage play, which is from blue streamer. And that um, yeah. worked really well just in terms of the transitions there. So Vocal we section uh, as well is a good example of that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, right. And um, we so, so once we came up with the nuclei and we figured out like an order that felt good and we, you know, had our idea for the grand finale and how we would start the whole thing, um, then we sort of just like raised our hands and said i'll take this one <laughs> you know and, uh, and volunteered based on our, our skill set that was also when we realized we needed to add more arrangers because there was far too much music there for just our team you know to work on and mm -hmm. also you know on that note diversity was very important to us and uh at that point we were 100 percent white <laughs> and we wanted yeah. to not only not only diversify in terms of you know racial representation but also in terms of gender diversity as well that was you know it's it was on all of our minds after the events um you know in society mm -hmm. um <laughs> last year so <laughs> the events in society yes to a bunch yeah of them, frankly there, it was a really rough year and we were all like I, at least you know in the circle of people like i think we were all thinking very much about that and that was mm -hmm. becoming a very important issue to us in a way it hadn't before so um that was when we started reaching out to more people and 
um, it became clear right away that this was no longer going to be a 20 minute uh, arrangement, although I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to turn into like 40. Um, but uh, we were originally thinking like, oh, we'll just do 30 seconds or one minute of each theme. You know, we'll, that's all we'll we'll do. But our, you know, we are artists and we got very creative about it. And we started making arrangements that were like about three to four minutes long that and we're, you know, not not just a medley, like this theme, then this theme, then this theme, but like arranging them in a more artistic and, um, you know, interesting and creative way. And mm -hmm. uh, that was when the project ballooned <laughs> very much <laughs> in a short span of time. Because <laughs> yeah, originally, stylistically, we were trying to unify it as well. We were thinking of a fast, oh, yeah. high-tempo, super danceable BPM. And yeah. then the final product ended up being everyone added their individual voices and took the arrangements in their own directions. So it's just this amazing amalgamation of a lot of different styles. Yeah, I'm really glad we deviated from like because that was my idea at first was oh we should all keep ah. keep this all danceable so all the pieces connect together and that would have that would have been really boring after a while it was way better with everybody taking their own tack on like the genres and 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 tempos. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say it ended up flowing really well too yeah. between like starting with something yeah. like high like fast paced and then going moving to something a little calmer like Autumn Mountain mm -hmm. beefing up yeah. in intensity with with Ben's piece and it's like it's it's like we had like a natural intermission with the uh desert sandpaper desert theme oh yeah, yeah it, the halfway exactly <laughs> yeah but that, that there, was, there was that was mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. I was going to say there was a funny moment here at the house when um, uh, we were <laughs> first starting to get um, submissions. Uh, one of our arrangers who's not here today, David Peacock, uh, had arranged Autumn Mountain. And I think I was practicing or something. And Laura um, Laura brought me over or came over to me and was like, hey, can you listen to this? <laughs> It was the uh, it was the first uh, it was the first arrangement that um, that we got that didn't quite fit that or meet that like BPM thing that we were talking about. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was uh, it, it was like not at all what I expected either from um, David. Like that is the Autumn Mountain. Like not, not that like the writing was completely unlike himself, but like that sort of like slow jam. Um, vibe was nothing I had ever heard him do before so my jaw was just hanging open when he sent it to me he was like my hands are shaking just let me know if it's bad <laughs> I was like, oh my god it's brilliant <laughs> yeah we were we were both kind of taken aback because it wasn't what we were expecting but it sounded so good you know mm -hmm. we we're like how can we not use something like this this is so good that's kind of what the all these big triple a mario games are like you you go all around the world and you see like different areas and they all have like different energies to them so to me it's more interesting to have like you know it's kind of like you're traveling different places when you watch line them up and they all have different atmospheres to them as opposed to very like, much a singular like concert with like one static mood to it and like you're not, at first it's like all right we're gonna do an arrangement it eventually turns into a medley but once you get to 40 minutes you're looking at like a a suite or something i'm not sure what you'd call it but you need to have like that variation of ups and downs and breaks and crescendos and mm -hmm. it yeah it just uh it makes it more of an adventure i was gonna say it reminds reminded me of uh, the way uh arrangers do symphonic poems of like final fantasy and zelda and stuff it's very very similar sort of yeah huh. yeah. yeah yeah we got we definitely got a lot of feedback from people that despite it being 40 minutes it felt like the time really flew by and i honestly oh, think yeah. a lot of the reason for that was the transitions between parts of the arrangement were very intentional and involved mm -hmm. a lot of us communicating with each other about what we we're going to do in order to make that very effective 
Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was uh, rewatching it today and uh, while I was eating and I needed to go like t- take a quick break. And I was like, OK, I'll pause it right after. Oh, no, now I'll pause it right after. Oh, no, that. Oh, I can't pause, now I'll pause it right <laughs> after this. And I was just like there for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to pass time, just watch line them up over and over again until the time is passed. <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 transitions I think were something that um, certainly I feel made this project unique as far as many of the uh, many of the collaborative projects that I've been a part of, whether it be doing it like an album of individual tracks or a large mega collab type thing like this. Um, I, I I would love if if you don't mind, I could reflect a bit on the the shy guys finish last section, um, which was very interesting because that was a three way transition discussion between myself, Eileen and ben um and we we had to get on our own separate voice call after one of our meetings uh to talk about how we were going to make our tempe lineup to be the same thing and how like we were going to end up being in the same key because ben had to write a like this uh, thing called a metric modulation where he uses a, a time signature to move to a new tempo in order to get to eileen's um or something like that at one point there was something like that um that might not have been in the final version but um, then you ended up writing like a this like big band thing that you tacked onto the end after the fact that preluded um, Eileen's section of the piece, which then Eileen and I had to talk, you know, to say things like, wait, uh, what what chord should this end on? But yours is in this key, mine is in this key. So um, that entire that that whole uh, chunk of the piece, uh, as a result, you know, hopefully sounds like it just kind of goes in one straight line and ebbs and flows all the way through but ideally you know we were kind of hoping that it wouldn't be super clear where one thing ended and one thing began because mm-hmm. i i imagine a lot of this had to be created piecemeal like from you know obviously everyone's solo recording but also you have got different arrangers and working on different parts at different times uh, it, it, was an, it was interesting to sort of like doug was saying to weave those together because like like you said, I was in contact with him and Eileen about stuff, but I was also in contact mm-hmm. with David Peacock, who was the piece before me. It's like everybody was always talking with, um, in close contact with the per- with the people who were preceded them and followed them. And I think we all had a thread where we were sharing each other's scores. So the whole mm-hmm. thing sort of turns into like excerpting any one of these pieces. They don't necessarily stand as they are they don't really stand alone because everybody designed their openings and endings to sort of you know flow ataka into the the next one so like after i had already started sketching my section for um stage play with like the really fast notes and everything mm-hmm. david peak i could already looked at that and then designed his score like if you actually look at his score for it the last bar says you know downbeat of ben's or of you know ben's arrangement for stage play and he any um. copies over my first note is his last note is that i took that cue and i had already seen eileen's uh score for uh, the shy guys finished last stuff and i was like oh you're ending in this key okay great so then you know when i did the little big bag tag big band tag to my thing i made sure to end up in the correct key so that it would flow over nicely and that that kind of mm-hmm. thing um sort of like happens all over the place too sam and i were in a conversation like that too between the ending of the vocals section and then um legion of stationary where you know he was like i want your stuff to sort of end and then cut off and have me come in sort of like out of Mm -hmm. nowhere Mm -hmm. and so all of those little tiny transitional conversations were happening across the entire arranging process that's awesome. It's like just being very aware of the fact that you're passing things back and forth. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Trying to set it. It's sort of like telling a, a, a good joke right? in improv. You set it up and then hand it to someone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, th- I think it was a thing where like everybody was aware that it wasn't, it's like, it, it, it's, it wasn't just sort of like an album of a bunch of arrangements. It was one mm-hmm. giant, I, I don't want to misuse the word narrative thing because we're, um, you know, we're kind of going through the narrative of the game a little bit, but it's one giant connected thing. And everybody's, <laughs> you know, like everybody's part is a part of that narrative as opposed to It's our musical like, fanfic. Yeah, exactly. It's our musical Paper Mario Origami King oh fanfic. I really want to be illusion. Like we kept calling it a concert rather than like a music video. And I, I yeah. 
felt particularly yeah strongly about using that term because i wanted the people watching to feel as though we were in a room and you just kept seeing your favorite musicians appear on stage Mm -hmm. like a spotlight hits them and oh my god it's grant kirkhope yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah then comes to another spotlight it's like lena rain you know (laughs) (laughs) and having it all connect like that 100 percent enforced the illusion that this was all happening in real time and not like well we pieced together a bunch of different videos you know um yeah yeah and i mean i imagine like people were jumping in at various stages of evolution like eileen we haven't heard that much from you so far like from your perspective when you were entering into the project what did you see what was the completion rate at that point well (laughs) i just want to say that when i got the email getting invited onto this project i literally like jumped up and down i was so excited and i feel like this project really like kick-started my creativity um awesome (laughs) oh super cool when i hopped in I think the whole arrangement had been pretty much sort of sorted out, but people hadn't really started writing things yet. But then when, mm-hmm. when people started writing, sketching things out, changing things, that was really interesting to see how sections would get shifted around and, mm. you know, tunes would get taken out and put in. And, and yeah, <laughs> we did do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like... It, it... This couldn't have happened without this enormous group of hyper-creative people, but a, a you know, group of hyper-creative people will also be constantly wanting to change things and improve things and then changing their minds. And, like, oh, yeah. you mm-hmm. need this incredible honing balance of creativity and, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, almost discipline <laughs> to actually keep things in place. Yes. <laughs> It was a lot of like trying to foster it. <laughs> we tried to foster like a, a you know workplace culture. You know, I, I feel a little bit <laughs> that term, but it, you know, it kind of was like a place where we were all working together for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Of you know, open and honest communication, and also like you know, we didn't want to stifle anyone's creativity. But uh, so, so if somebody had a really great idea, like. I tried not to like lay the hammer down unless we it really became like a timing issue. Like there were just a couple right. of occasions where I got a, a work in progress from somebody and the um like sometimes it would be something small like oh I think this tempo is a little too shady can we like kick it up a few you know BPM or others that oh. were like I'm so sorry but we have to cut a minute from this otherwise the the whole piece is going to get out of hand and you know mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to be fair to everybody and not have you know one person write like six minutes of music when somebody else only wrote like a minute and you know so on so right um i tried to i tried to be a good director but everybody <laughs> I, I really honestly didn't have to give much feedback along those lines at all and everybody was super chill about presenting their stuff and saying like you know i can remove this if we need to or um i had this idea but i don't have to do it stuff like that like we Mm-hmm. I, I was really pleased with how open everybody was with talking about their ideas and coming because it made the piece, you know, so much better to have you know, all the extra stuff that we ended up adding in as we as we realized it would make it a more interesting arrangement. Um, yeah, yeah, and it 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 wasn't just the music; it was like also the video elements and just the uh, the editing style. Like all of those things had to come together to make it feel so dynamic and they all had to work in concert haha <laughs> now i made a funny pun uh, <laughs> i get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on man that's what i'm here for <laughs> uh so do you guys this is just here's this is kind of a scattershot one what are some of your favorite memories of working on this thing because i feel like it's going to be something a lot of people look back on for many years no I have no good <laughs> memories. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the nightmare. No, we usually start off these episodes with a snippet of dialogue from some point in the episode, and maybe that's what's going to start off. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of favorite moments. One that, that really comes to mind is going to sound really weird and also awful because I was not the one editing the video, but <laughs> having that 18-hour day was the day before um, the whole uh-huh. video. <laughs> And I know this will surprise you, but but like we almost everybody was hanging out in the voice chat that night. Like I I had me and Ro and Thomas and I think Nabil also had popped in throughout the day. Mm -hmm. 
were mm-hmm. um, all in the voice chat, like putting the nameplates in, making the last few edits. We had like uh, somewhat of an emergency of trying to put together one of the videos very last minute because one of our video editors had to drop out. Um, mm-hmm. And we were all, you know, just helping each other get through it. And then at night when everybody else started logging in, it just felt like we were all like, I don't know, pulling an all nighter in the computer lab at college or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, you know, stressful time where like, you know that you are at the finish line, that the thing you made is looking like really great. So you have that energy to push over the finish line, like that exuberant energy. Whereas mm-hmm. like when you're writing a paper, you're just like, I don't know if yeah. this is going to be an A or an F. We were like pretty sure we had an A, you know, at that point. So we were you know, <laughs> excited. And um, that, so just like everybody hanging out and banding together to keep each other sane <laughs> was yeah. a nice memory. But I also really loved... Um, the first night that we watched the video, this is like a week before we handed mm-hmm. in the final version. We watched like a rough cut of all the videos back to back. Oh, that's um, right. And it was just the first time we had really seen it all like in some kind of a final form. And yeah. I was like literally, like we had our mics muted while we were watching it, but I was literally screaming. Like, she was <laughs> <laughs> visibly <laughs> screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's my favorite memory. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's go to the left of our of our Discord icons. Uh, Eileen, do you want to talk about your favorite memory? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say that like the dynamic of this group was it was so welcoming. I didn't really like know know a lot of the people before I sort of hopped into the project, but I felt like really, uh, I guess welcomed. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. if I had to pick favorite memories, I I have two. And one of them is very similar to Laura's, but the first one is I think when Ro first posted the like his first rough cut oh. of Red Streamer oh, battle. Red Streamer. <laughs> I remember oh. I was just watching it on loop and I was like, oh my God, like this is real. We are actually doing this. Oh. This is happening. Like it it made me lose it. Um and so that was like a really special moment for me. And then the other moment was when we we all got together to watch the first like cut of everything together and i remember it got to the um the chorus vocal section in the grand finale and i did start Mm. to tear up a little bit when the (laughs) lyrics came on screen Uh it just it felt like such a like a beautiful tying up of everything yeah that that's i don't know how you can get to the end and not feel a little lump in the in the Mm -hmm. in the throat yeah (laughs) that's a good one before uh, I um, accidentally skip Sam, Sam, why don't you go <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to Again. say. <laughs> so I have two. I'm, pro- I'm going to try to keep this uh, a little brief, and I'm sorry if I don't. Um, the, the first one to me is um, was getting recordings back from the musicians. It, not just to like mm-hmm. hear your own creations come to life and like hear everyone else's creations come to life and like putting them together and like hearing it with like with live musicians is always like incredible but it's Mm -hmm. also it was also really interesting to hear like just what other people came up with like two examples i can think of in my segments like the first one uh velamental battle uh david russell was playing piano and i didn't ask him to do this he sent me three recordings each one was a uh i I mean i think they're all the same recording but he sent me like three or four like different like electric piano sounds Mm. like synth sounds and he was like you can mix mix and match these however you want i was like i think i will do that (laughs) (laughs) you get that that you were talking about that hyper creativity from the team you get that from the musicians as well Mm. um my other favorite example of that is in Legion of Stationary, Patrick Gunderson, aka Gunderslam, was playing rhythm guitar on that. And I was like, I know you do eight string stuff, so it would be kinda interesting if you knew when to if you like threw an eight string at some point if you want, I don't know. And he was like, Yeah, I actually played the entire thing on an eight string down an octave. Um because uh, that's 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 how I do it. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I wow. listened to it in con- in the context with everybody else is like this actually sounds pretty wild, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, that one decision in in tandem with like a couple other decisions that some of the other musicians made, like 
completely t- changed the tone of what I was looking for, mm. and it it took a life of its own, and I was like more than happy to let that to let that blossom. You know? Yeah, there like, yeah there are just, a lot of surprises in the video, and I'm I'm glad to hear that you yourself were surprised. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, good time. And the the other my other favorite part was uh, you know. When, when this was all done and Nabil was in uh, the mixing stage, just getting to getting to sit down with Nabil and like workshop the mixes, that was it. Was, it felt like you know we're all musicians. We're so, like we we thrive on on playing with other people and going to rehearsals with other people, and mm. that felt like we it was like we were like collaborating on I mean, obviously we were literally collaborating on a project but it it felt like we were in a rehearsal it felt like we were mm-hmm. like working on something together which like during this past year of covid those moments were so few and far between that this was yep. that was just such a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. yeah it really came across in the final yeah. product i think yeah all right i guess it's my turn right mhm so, okay, I think for me, I mean, I, I, I definitely share a lot of these favorite moments with everyone, especially the moments of hearing everything, you know, really coming together and, you know, the moments of like, you know, feel, really feeling like a team and really working together with everyone. But one moment that will really stick out in my mind was watching the first, I think it was the first or second draft of Autumn Mountain. Um, and uh, I mean, I, by this point, we had had a few drafts come out, like a few video drafts, and we were getting really excited, like seeing like these concepts starting to come together. Um, mm-hmm. But I think th- there was something about the Autumn Mountain arrangement that really touched me just as a piece of music. And seeing that video, I, I, whenever it came out, I think this was by this point, we were in the throes, not just of this, but of also in planning VGM together. And we were kind of on that threshold point of is this is a fun idea and it would be really cool if it happens to we have to do this you know Mm -hmm. um (laughs) you don't really know where you don't really know where that um where the cliff ends but we definitely had reached it by that point you know and um i remember watching that video um that draft like late one night after getting out of a meeting somewhere and just suddenly being very taken by the gravity of everything that we were doing and by seeing everybody, see, seeing this, all the people on screen, um, watching Pit Tan smile when she played the major seventh on the sustained chords in the beginning. <laughs> like, it was just like, was like one of the happiest things I've ever like felt watching the, you know, this, this video. And this was Rose video editing as well. So hats off to Roe for matching, you, you know, the emotion <laughs> of David's arrangement with some honestly very wow. emotional video editing. And I, I just started crying. <laughs> wow. I, I just, I just couldn't believe that it was actually happening. And it was, it was sort of that combination of it's actually happening. I can't believe it. And wow, we really have our workout ahead of us because we have to do this. We have to see this through, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, so that that moment I will never forget that. Aww. Yeah, that's a, that's a special combination of of uh, sort of delighted panic, but also yeah. great and deep gratitude. Yeah, and I, I I do think too, like part of the emotion was that was the first time I thought everyone is together again. You know, yeah, mm. yeah. good one. I like it, Benjamin. How about you? Uh, I have a couple, but I feel like they're they're just sort of like repeats of stuff that I said before. But I'll say them anyway. Um, <laughs> I think I think the one moment that's that stands out to me the most is something that Sam pointed out was during the mixing phase, like after we had after all the arrangements that had been written and all of our recordings from players came back. You know, Nabil, like you know went into like mixing mode and there were a lot of you know like every time um he worked on any one of our our arrangements usually that arranger would be in the session with him mm-hmm. um and so and, and then sometimes other people would pop in it was the nice thing about doing this all with um on discord was that we could all just sort of like pop into voice channels whenever we wanted and there was a moment where we were going through, I don't remember whose it was. I don't, it was like mine or maybe it was Sam's or maybe it was um, uh, like the, like, like the finale or something like that. But, you know, just mm-hmm. all of us sitting around there and like watching 
you know, all the stems go by and watching Nabil edit everything really felt like we were in a rehearsal or a dress rehearsal. It just sent me back yeah. to, um, you know, being able to work with orchestras and just sitting in the audience, um, you know, in, in like an empty theater and everybody's in their plain clothes and everything like that. And just like smiling as you watch this thing that you've made, like, you know, render itself, you know, with real instruments in mm -hmm. front of you. And given everything that's happened in the pandemic, being able to do that over Discord had like exactly the same feeling. And I just kind of like, you know, my heart skipped a beat because I was like, oh, I missed this so much. Because um, it was so great to hear like, you know, Nabil just sort of like glue everything together and make it sound better than, you know, anything that we had cooked up in our minds, just working out of like Sibelius and Finale or whatever. Um, so I, that, mm -hmm. that for me, I think was the highlight because it felt like, a, re a return to normalcy um mm -hmm. as far as music making is concerned um and then like uh, I, I think the other the, the other moment that i really really liked too was um actually during the premiere of the whole thing because we all gathered privately on discord to watch it on twitch you know and then and then afterwards like you know laura and nabil and rowan thomas all kind of bounced to go do like the like the, like the live talk back with mc but it was just, it was really, it was really cool and amazing to see everybody just like lose their minds in Twitch as everything was <laughs> yeah. going by. Yeah. And, and again, it's like, I am, I, I'm so like, I'm so like happy and honored and thrilled I got to work with these people because I feel like my role in this was very tiny, but it made me realize that what we had made, it was more than just another music video is more than just like, oh, this cool medley of like, whatever. No, it was like a full evening length, fully professional masterfully produced concert that was that just felt sort of like bigger and better than i feel like this is really selfish and like self-aggrandizing of me to say it's like oh we did it better than everyone but like it, it just it just felt like something that i hadn't seen yet um yeah. in the vgm yeah. space online yeah. and so yeah. yeah i mean you talk about that feeling of of uh connecting again doing like live music or collaboration and being in the same place or space with people and i feel like you guys also gave that to the audience because it felt like going to an awesome concert yeah uh and like all these people that i just hadn't really seen or talked to in many cases in quite a while I've just been so caught up in my own world as a lot of people have been over the past year yeah it, it was uh i think that uh, it was powerful on on both sides all right next mm -hmm. i want another memory okay so Ben took mine. I was totally going to mention the premiere. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Um, I will say in regards to the premiere, I, I think for me, like one of the most satisfying parts of this was getting to see the entire community come together and pretty much every decision that we had made for this project from recruitment to the transitions to the nameplates to the final premiere to like where it was premiered um all of that was done in the name of getting the video game music community to be brought together in the middle of a time when there were no concerts going on and everyone had to stay in their rooms so that was extremely mm -hmm. special mm -hmm. um so in the interest of adding a new memory uh i want to talk a little bit about the beginnings of the project because Lara and Disco Cactus had talked among themselves, and then they brought it to the Game Brass. So then for a while, I think like about a month and a half, we would get together every Friday and just listen through the Paper Mario Origami King soundtrack together. And sometimes we would talk about like different things in the game, but most of it was just like us nerding out about music <laughs> and thinking of all these possibilities that can be used with each one. And I really enjoyed having that because... Like I said, this was a, the full height of the pandemic, and it was a regular thing and a regular time that we just got to hang with friends who were musicians who, and nerds who, like, totally get that. Yeah. Um, and then especially the day after we had listened to the entire soundtrack and then worked together to form the blocks and come up with the organization and the nuclei and uh, get the entire thing together, like, that was the point where it really started to feel like, okay, this is more than just a bunch of friends listening and hanging out. This is a real project. We have all these plans involved and it's now starting to move forward. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so those were some experiences that I have that were extremely endearing, in addition to the ones that were said already, which are fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I agree. Uh, Thomas, what, what do you have? you have anything for us? I do have things now, sort of. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what Laura said about the last night was probably... Um, a, 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 yeah. a, a difficult but but still good experience in that like Ro and I were up I mean I wasn't up as early as Ro because of time zone differences technically but but mm-hmm. I think Ro was up to like 4 or 5 in the morning as we tried to finish yeah. the, the last <laughs> bits of the video so, so there's a part there where I'm just kind of watching his screen share probably uh, slightly more awake than him making sure <laughs> nothing wrong happens and just like putting the last things together. Um, so that, that was a nice, you know, just, we're going to, we're going to finish this. That's good. And make it happen at the end. Yeah. If one of you falls asleep, the other can be on high alert. Right. Oh yeah. It's like two pilots on a plane, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Ro, what do you think? Um, so I have <laughs> two, especially, and obviously I think, uh, both Laura and Thomas know the, the final f- night, um, was extremely special to a lot of us. And I can kind of preface my perspective by saying, um, I never pulled all nighters in college. I got bad grades and prioritized sleep or <laughs> I was going to fail anyway. So I tried to get more sleep kind of thing. Mm-hmm, and, sure. uh, and like normally I turn in early and as also kind of mentioned here, like I don't think all of us really, really knew each other like the same way with everyone. Like I, I obviously knew of I was super adjacent to like a lot of uh, same kind of video game music stuff. So like this project was like, hey, in like the next three, four months, you're going to get super tight with all of these people and start like working yeah. nonstop, um, which was amazing. I really, really cherished all of that. But um Again, I remember it was like something Laura said, like as uh, we were all usually sleeping at 2 a.m. ish that uh, that last week. And I know Laura was turning in before uh, Thomas and I would because we would still be doing edits and like changes and going through feedbacks. But um, it was just like the phrasing of like, we just didn't want you to feel like you were alone kind of thing. And it made me feel like this isn't just a collaboration. It's kind of like an indication of what this many unique people working way harder than they ever believed they could um, can really do for it. So that's why I really liked the the last night before. But then uh, on the premiere night, I think I really, really appreciated the moment after <laughs> we were done. We all kind of sat and chat, uh, both cathartically like, talking up how excited everything was and all these like little funny Easter eggs that everybody has Mm -hmm. that they hadn't gotten to share. And then we gushed because it was such an emotional rush to see like all of our friends just like, you know, doing their absolute best. And then we played Mario Kart and um, (laughs) weirdly enough, the end of the project was my favorite. A lot of, a lot of, we we heard a lot of stories during that Mario Kart. Yeah. Story swapping and joking. And we were all just like in insanely good moods and I had made a really good steak. So I was in a good mood. I feel like, I feel like the, there should be like this slow fade out as everyone's talking and laughing. The credits come up. Mm. (laughs) But that is, yeah, those are my favorite memories of, this and probably any musical project yeah for sure uh maybe it'll bring us home yeah so uh so one of so i guess one category would be the same as kind of like what what a lot of the arrangers were talking about but from the from the other side like sitting in the mixing session with the arrangers and like going through the stems and getting their their feedback as i'm working on the mixes it was really cool for me because um Normally, when I mix for people, it's like I uh, I send them stuff and then they write like some text feedback and then I mm-hmm. make a change mm-hmm. and then send it back. But it was nice to have that that live element to it where they're like they're sort of in the room, quote unquote, with me because they were in the voice channel. And like like Ben said and like Sam said, it really was it really did feel like a rehearsal sort of thing. Like we were preparing to present this thing and we were ironing out all the small details um it's two two of my favorite moments 
in that we're uh, on Autumn Mountain uh, in the the wee hours of the one of the last nights. Uh, I think it was like the last last two weeks. I think uh, I was with David Peacock on voice chat, like way later than I should have been awake. Um, and we were just doing like final uh, draft. Oh, right. Because uh, Gareth Coker finally got his uh, piano solo in. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys remember that? Remember how late yes, he Yes, I do. Oh, um, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I finally popped that in and I was on voice call with David. And it, we went from like draft seven to draft 11 that night, just doing stuff wow. over and over again. And uh, it, there was a funny, a funny little uh, thing that happened. He, I was screen sharing so he could see what I was doing. And uh, at one point I sent a draft so he would listen to it. And I would just kind of hover on the Discord window uh, waiting for him to say something because he was muted during that time. Uh, and I remember I typed, uh, I typed a message and I didn't have to send it because he was watching my screen uh but i said be maliciously picky and he said mm. okay and then i erased the message <laughs> and it was it was just a really funny moment uh and then because uh, i think i think with that track especially i i really wanted to to nail it because there was something so just emotional about the way the harmonies were laid out and like the automa mm. the soaring automaton melody i really oh. wanted that track to kind of like capture the audience and like seal the deal for the rest of the concert so um and then another uh sort of rehearsal moment was with sam uh it was really nice working on legion of stationary with him because we were just you know we we're just sitting there and he was like telling me stories about his job kind of like keeping me sane as i'm like doing all these like little waveform edits and stuff and um there was one point also during when i was mastering uh the medley where uh doug had the idea that we needed to add an electric guitar slide <laughs> to the intro of velumental to go from yeah what was before Velumental? Uh, um, the Shy Guys finished last year. Shy Guys, yeah. So yeah. to move from yeah. Shy Guys to Velumental, um, Doug wanted to add like a little electric guitar slide so it would kind of uh, like transition a little better into Velumental. Mm. Um, so he was he was asking like maybe if I could like pull up shreddage from Impact Soundworks or something and like sequence it. What I ended yeah. up doing, because I was on a call with Sam already, uh, working out like transition details, uh, I just asked, hey, Sam, can you teach me how to do this on my guitar? Because I had my guitar right here next to me. And he basically, Sam is like out on the street, I think, because he's like at work or whatever. And he's on his phone, like on the street. And I hear like the cars, the cars and whatever. And, and then he basically just like talks me through how to do it. And then I figure it out and then I record it. And then we have it. And then it, it was just, it was so cool. Um, just going through all that. It was just like, you know, one, <laughs> one after another, just, and then, wow. you know, I, I posted the, the result in the chat and then Doug was like, yeah, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> and I, I have to thank you both because that was something like, I thought, oh, this would be cool if it was there, but it's not a big deal if it was, but because it was there, it sounded like 500 times better. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and and, and, and that chill. Yeah, and it speaks to that same kind of hyper-creativity thing where it's like, right. normally I would say no to that, but because we were in that high of just everyone executing everything really well, I was just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, come on. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, the other category I was, I was, I meant to say was kind of what Laura and Ro and Thomas were talking about with, like, that last week where we were all kind of palling together, sort mm-hmm. of comrades in arms and voice chat and stuff. Um, that last week was really crazy for all of us, and we were we were definitely losing our minds, mm-hmm. uh, and the we were very tired, and we were, it, it was like noticeable, like our behavior kind of changed and stuff. But we were we we knew that we needed to keep each other like sane, otherwise we wouldn't be able to sort of like make it, uh, and we did. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that everyone saw the importance of like that that camaraderie, not just like mm-hmm. doing the work, but like doing it together. So. Uh, it felt mm-hmm. it felt very yeah. good, yeah. That feels like a highly appropriate note. Hi, that's another fun to end the uh, interview. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks yeah. to you all for sharing all these stories. This was just more than I could have wanted. I I just love this video so much, and you guys all knocked it out of the park. Oh. Well, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's nice getting to reunion with everyone two months later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bring in the bands together. Take that, friends (laughs) reunion. Reunion tour. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now we need to make a documentary. I will sign up for this duty. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh no! We still we still have to do a line them up production crew dinner at some point. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. that's yeah. true. So we'll do it. I just have two uh, very quick concluding thoughts, and then I'll let everyone get back to their lives. Um, the first one is um, the the game itself. This is all based on uh, Origami King. Um, I just adore. Um, and my experience playing through that game was complete shock um, at how much effort they put into this music, way more than they oh, should yeah. have, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I was, like, laughing, and my jaw was dropped, and I didn't think I would get so emotional at the end. Um, <laughs> and all, that is exactly how I felt about this video <laughs> in every single capacity. So, g- good job. Um, and my, my <laughs> other thing is um, I did notice that uh, I... I like weirdly I'm sure this is just a mix up or something but I didn't get invited now I know I can't play any musical instruments (laughs) (laughs) I did notice that a couple people were clapping at one point (laughs) so if you do a sequel I'll 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 do a little little of that it is uh, our grave error that we did not invite you to clap in our video we are terribly sorry and we will keep oh, this I know, in mind I know. It's, it's totally your fault but I'm not mad or anything Okay, now on that note, I think we're going to end this. Thanks again, everyone, and uh, I hope so we'll catch up thank before you. too long. Yeah, All right. thank you, Stephen. Yeah, thanks a thanks lot, so much. everybody. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Don't worry, Stephen, we'll be together again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's like what they say in that video. Hashtag together. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's a clever reference. This is the thing from the video. It's just the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a wrap, folks. <laughs>